welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. Even though, I'm, like, I only feel like a third of the time we're the grounded people. <laughs> I feel like we give spiritual information in a grounded way. I like. I don't thinking. necessarily know if that means that we're the grounded people, other than we can communicate in yeah. a way that is grounded. I'm going to yeah. just go with that. We ground um, the concepts. Right. No, we're not. We're not As I'm grounded. sitting here with like 75 crystals around me, like grounded. What are you doing? My lap about? is full of stuff right now. <laughs> um, I'm Emily. <laughs> I'm Crystal Lynn. And it is so great to see or hear or be heard by you guys right now. Thank yeah. you for tuning in. Oh Absolutely. my goodness. Um, I think this episode's going to be kind of fun. It was funny. I did my energetic forecast for the week today because we record those on Monday, typically, even though they come out on Thursdays. And um, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, why does it feel like a calm before the storm? That's not necessarily Mm. what I want to hear, but that's definitely what it looks like. Is like when I looked at the energy, it looked like there was a river. Okay. Mm. And then there was like a rapids at the front of the river picture and rapids kind of at the end of the river picture, but we were in the like pretty mellow bit in the middle. There's still current, there's still rocks and like it's bubbling, but it's like the pretty mellow bit that you take pictures in front of. Um, and that's what this week felt like to me. So, <laughs> so where did where you, I'm just going to start that out. <laughs> where did your uh, image show the, the rapids picking up again? Where would you place that? Uh, I didn't actually look at timeline for the rapids, but it feels probably like, I want to say like late next week, Friday. Okay. I'm just going to jump ahead in my, (laughs) you're like, what is it? Yeah. What is next Friday? I don't know what days things are. I only know Friday, Saturday. So it would be what the second week of February at that point. So we're looking at what, like the four, the The 11th, the 11th. 11th. Oh yeah. Isn't that pretty? Mm -hmm. What am I looking at? Oh, that's still January. That's why this is why I do astrology and books, because if I had to do math, I would be disappointing a lot of people, (laughs) (laughs) but that is a Mercury conjunct Pluto day. So yeah. Uh, Mercury will be direct though, because we are actually going to experience Mercury conjunct Pluto this week too. However, Mercury is retrograde. So if that's the calm before the repeat of the I mean, it's still like, I've done storm tasting before storms don't have to be bad. No. They're just dynamic and energetic and awe inspiring. Yeah. There's a I reason can... that rapids have classifications <laughs> and that people do them for vacation. Yeah. Like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So fine. to anybody who's listening or watching this, just because there's a storm does not mean it's bad. No, the, I, I feel like I need a soapbox for a moment. Soapbox it up. Get it. <laughs> so one of the biggest things I get on any time I post anything about astrology is here's my particular situation in my astrology chart followed by, should I be scared? Mm -hmm. My answer (laughs) to anybody is always going to be no. I read those and I literally out loud will always be like, no, but how can I say it in a specific way to your situation to make sure that you understand exactly why and have an anchor as to why there's no need to be afraid. The reality is there's no need to be afraid ever of anything for Mm -hmm. any reason, because you are always equipped in every moment to handle whatever that moment is going to give you. And if it's a hard moment, it's a challenge that you are overcoming. That doesn't mean you need to be afraid of it. It just means you are in the middle of your, um, training montage as if you're in a movie, you're becoming epic. And if you think about it that way, and trust me, I'm, I'm in the middle of what I believe has been a year long training montage right now. So I get it. (laughs) I get it. Things have been rough. And even when I look ahead, it's like, oh, there's still some more challenging things to come, but you know what? 
I'm going to be so amazing, especially if I can keep my sense of humor and my optimism and my ability to see the benefits of that, which is around me in the process, then on the other side of the process, I will have learned my lessons so much more effectively than someone who just allowed reality or transits or whatever to like wash over them and wash them away. I'm going to surf instead. You know, I love that. So if you feel like, oh no, should I be worried? You shouldn't be, you really should not be worried because if you didn't know they were happening, the situations would still be happening. Now Mm -hmm. you actually have a way to align yourself with them. You can see the way of coming instead of getting ripped under by a riptide or whatever, which I've also been through and is a scary situation. It's so much better to see what's coming. And if you don't, if you prefer not to, that's great too. You do not need astrology. It's just super cool and super nice to have. And it makes you feel like you are connected and living an intentional life and that your existence is intended by something greater and conscious of you than yourself. That's all. So none of what we have to say, even when we approach the uh, Pluto return, which is getting a lot of um, attention right now, uh, that's not something to be afraid of either because America which is the Pluto return is for the United States. They were always going to have one. Other countries have had them before too. Countries that are still in existence today. They are survivable. It's just change and change is uncertain and maybe uncomfortable, but you can choose for it to also be exciting. Like if you get on a roller coaster and you don't know what's going to happen, you can either be really afraid and not have a good time on the roller coaster or realize that the roller coaster will come to a stop at some point and just enjoy the ride. And I literally had to do this. I used to hate roller coasters and I was I on one them. time. I hate I was, them so much. I cannot roller coaster. <laughs> I was on Space Mountain the day that I finally got it to work where it, it's a literally a roller coaster in the dark. So I couldn't even see what was happening. I was just getting whipped around and I was in the middle of being terrified. And instead of crying, I was like, instead of ruining my whole vacation at Disney World, I'm just going to laugh. And so I started screaming and laughing. And then all of a sudden... I had convinced my unconscious that this was fun. And now I'm okay with roller coasters. Not all of them. I did pass out on a roller coaster once. Won't do that again, but happy I did it one time. It was a giga coaster or whatever. So it was, it was, yeah. Even the like wooden roller coaster (laughs) that we went to for our retreat. I that was even pushing it for me. And it's not, it's not scary. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) I am just a whimp in all aspects. A whimp. I like it. I like it. But yeah. you also like you have the opportunity to say, hey, this feels like a roller coaster. You're not actually on one in life. You can say this feels like a roller coaster. I'm going to go into my quiet place. Yeah. You can set up in your in your house a quiet place where in that moment, your decision is I'm going to be in stillness. I am going to read a book or find something that makes me feel like I'm anchored back in the moment. The five, four, three, two, one technique. I love now I'm like, my therapist helped me figure that one out. And it's just like, I knew about it, but now I'm using it. And yeah, that's a, that's good stuff. And for anybody who's wondering, it's like five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. And it just really helps bring you back into the moment and ground you, which is Mm -hmm. what we like to do with this podcast. So look how we just brought that all back in to the oh yay (laughs) my I have a incredibly heavy weighted blanket it's definitely one you shouldn't sleep under (laughs) 
it's really heavy. And then I have a bear suit. It's fuzzy and fluffy and I love it so much and it's warm and I will get in the bear suit and put the hood on and then put the fuzzy, like the heavy blanket over me. So it's like, I'm like cocooned. That's what I'll do to like completely anchor and ground down if it's too much. I have corgis. Yeah. Well, and then Callum lays on top of me because that's. (laughs) Whenever I'm having a hard time, specifically Zelda my uh my tri-colored corgi and anybody who's played legend of zelda understands why that's funny um <laughs> she will just jump up into my lap and start like either being there for me or like licking my face if i've zoned out or anything like that she just knows what to do mm-hmm. so i cuddle them as much as i possibly can whenever yeah. i can they both when i'm having it. a good moment or a not so good moment so yeah. So yeah, as a preface, as a, not even a disclaimer, but just a bonus, Yeah, nothing that we are ever going to talk about, whether it's storms or, you know, sunny days are anything to be worried about. Some people are worried about sunny days. Like if you're like me and you're super pale, that can get very uncomfortable when your skin gets burned. (laughs) Just saying we all experience things differently. Uh, yeah. Whenever, whenever anyone ever asks like my ethnicity or like, you know, my history, my ancestry, I'm like, oh, I'm like Norwegian, Swedish and English. So like I'm big, I'm white and I burn. And that's, like, yeah. that's the extent. It's just the people that burn in the sun, those people. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. <laughs> okay. So on that note, now that we started yeah. that off, we have some really interesting astrology this week. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this episode, let me look at my calendar again, because I'm so good at this. Uh, this episode is going to come out on the 27th, which means on the 28th is when I'm going to start our transit. So you'll have at least 24 hours notice before anything comes up. And that is the first Mercury conjunct Pluto. And at this time, Mercury is still a retrograde. Oh, do you want to hear longer. my, do you want to hear how Mercury retrograde? Oh, <laughs> I have so many Mercury retrograde stories. Please tell me yours. Okay. Mercury retrograded me hard. Um, <laughs> I've been six. This is the first time I was able to go to the grocery store in a while. So like we were like out of food. <laughs> Let's be very real. We were ordering takeout for dinner for like three nights in a row. Oh. Um, so anyway, I was like, I have the energy of the time I can go to the grocery store. So I went to the grocery store and okay, this is just a little bit of a soapbox for me, but it fucking drives me absolutely batshit nuts. As someone who's lived a life very in food insecure, like I spent a good number of years, incredibly food insecure, not knowing where the next meal would come from. Like I have a lot of food trauma. Mm. I just have a lot of food trauma. And so when I go to the grocery store, First of all, everyone in my family has different dietary needs. I have three children and my husband and me, all of us have different dietary needs. So every time I go to the grocery store, whether we're almost out of food or it's just a simple run, it is so much larger and it has so many more complex stuff that I have to buy other than just like going grocery shopping. It's so much more than that. So my cart is always stupid full. It never, ever, ever do I go to the grocery store and not have someone commented on comment on it. It is always a man, 100% of the time. And 50% of the time, it's someone who works at the fucking store. And it makes me so incredibly angry because like, first of all, why are you shaming me about buying stuff from your place? And second of all, none of your fucking business. Yeah. And third of all, like what, what prompts someone to comment on someone else's like, you know, nothing. Anyway, it drives me up the wall. So this particular time, okay. You know when it doesn't happen though? If I bring this to the store (laughs) with me, no one says shit. And it makes me, I'm so angry. If I bring Weston to the store, no one has ever commented. If I'm there by myself, everybody comments every time. Anyway, I got three comments this time. 
which is and like small talk is frustrating to begin with. So <laughs> it's not even just that. It's just like, whoa, you feeding an army, you stocking up for the winter. Like, okay. I literally had one of the store people this time look at my cart and go, huh, and go to the person behind me and ask them if they wanted to go to the next place over to like have this. It just happens every oh, time. It's horrible. Wow. It's horrible. It's bad. Um, but anyway, so like I was already on edge because I had gotten multiple comments, including the guy that was checking out the groceries. He was very sweet. He was very helpful, but like he was definitely just like, okay, all right, let's get this going for you, you know, like that level. And I'm like, oh, great, mm-hmm. thanks, sir. I'm spending hundreds of dollars at your store. Maybe just shut up. Um, so I like load up the cart and the cart is like over full with bags at this point, mm-hmm. right? And anyway, I'd already, there was a ton of people at the grocery store, which there always is on the weekend. And that was the time I had to go. Um, so I was already like, kind of full of anxiousness because I could feel everybody's everything all around me mm-hmm. and I have these bags stacked up I have coffee in my little like cup holder because there's a Starbucks so I got Starbucks and I'm going across the parking lot keep in mind we're in the mountains so everything is snowy and icy so like in order to avoid like these icy spots and like get my cart through I'm like kind of like weaving across the parking lot and I turn abruptly and I hit this grate that I couldn't see because it was beneath the ice and an entire bag just launches off of my cart completely undumps itself into a mud puddle completely like all of it oh <laughs> I was just like oh shit this is great and it was all of the it was a bag full of boxes because it had to be flimsy cardboard so that was fun I pick it all up I get to the car no one stopped to help but I was just like fuck this I want to go home (laughs) I'm I'm super done it wasn't a bottle of glass bottles nothing shattered but Mm. like I lost pasta um it's fine I get to the car I I go to unlock the car and I set off my own damn car alarm (laughs) So if everyone didn't see me spill all my food into the water and the mud, everyone saw me with the car alarm, which I have been recognized at the grocery store before. So I'm always like, awesome. Like if someone has recognized me now, they're getting a fucking show because it's great. You know, um, yeah. life of a TikTok influencer. Oh no, but it was just, it's just like in general also like, yeah. I'm, know everyone in my fucking town so Uh, I'm like who's gonna my kid's teacher is gonna come up and say something like someone's gonna come say something about this luckily no one did but I got in there and I was like (laughs) (laughs) doesn't it help a little bit to just be like you have somewhere to place that energy instead of just being like why does the world hate me like I had the same thing we were at um and I'm not normally a very patient tolerant person I can be I'm selective you know, like depending on what the energy is and how overwhelmed I am to begin with. Mm-hmm. So we were at the grocery store this week and their card machine was just, it decided to not to is what happened. Like the whole mm-hmm. screen blanked out when Makes we tried sense. to check out. Yeah. Logic. And they came over and they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just thinking you guys are dealing with so much right now. Yeah. And so I was just like, it's okay. It's totally fine. We have time. We made extra time because it is mercury retrograde. And like, just the way I would take an umbrella, if it were raining, I know that it's mercury retrograde and I'm prepared for delays, but I couldn't say that to them No, because I don't know who's going to give me that look of yeah. like, okay. And like, sometimes people are like Mercury's water raid. And it's like, okay, I I'm not, I've just made this really uncomfortable. So I'll just be like, it's okay. It's fine. And like, my brain is just like, no, let me tell you everything about it. Cause I'm super interested in this, this is my favorite thing to talk about, but I can't, nope. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, fine. Um, and then like we go, it's just been like, I've had to have my car dealt with because mm-hmm. this is my third and fourth house that are being affected by mercury retrograde. So my car, my refrigerator has stopped making ice. 
I don't know why some days it does. And then other days it's like, forget you, no. Uh, <laughs> the card reader at the grocery store. And it's like when we're driving places, I get even more just like impatient with the process of driving, which I'm I, I'm not a joyride person. I'm clearly a destination person. So when it takes longer to get somewhere, my husband and I, in order to navigate this, we actually, this is a fun game for anybody like me who just gets really stiff and tense in the car for long periods of time, or even 10 or 15 minutes, when you're stuck at a red light, my husband and I try to guess what the red light's favorite candy might be. And we offer the candy as like a joke and whichever one it turns green under, that's obviously the red light's favorite candy. So like, we'll just sit there saying like peppermint patty, nutter butters. Yeah. Loves nutter butters. And then we can go, but we've made this big joke out of who gets the right candy that the the red light lights. So if that helps anybody else, it's great for me. And it's a fun game to play. I'm guessing with kids, or if you're just someone who gets, gets really antsy in the car. Um, (laughs) I love it. It's like, I almost look forward to when we get stuck at a light. Cause then you have to start thinking about how many candy bars do you know? So that's fun. And we like branch out into cakes and popcorn too. Let it just be creative. You can do whatever you want. But anyway, (laughs) on the 28th, (laughs) Mercury retrograde does conjoin with Pluto. And that is both of those as transiting planets. So we're looking at Pluto, the planet of, I want to call it like drama because Pluto doesn't do things halfway. It's going to either make something totally extra or totally minutiae. And it's going to take it from whatever extreme it's at to the other one. So with Mercury retrograde, whatever has been glitching out is probably going to seriously glitch out. So just be prepared around the 28th for certain things, probably personal items, because again, it's Mercury in retrograde. Like if your computer acts up or if the cell network doesn't let stuff load, which was another thing that was happening to me the other day, like our area's cellular network, even if it's 5G, it was just not letting me load anything in my apps. So if that kind of thing happens, then you just know, hey, this was the time for that kind of thing to happen anyway. So there's nothing I'm responsible for. Therefore, I don't have to worry about it. It'll work itself out. Then the next day, Venus stations direct. And I don't know about anybody else, but if your relationships have been going through a time lately, this is when things will start resolving, where you can finally put the resolution on the story. And the resolution will unfold and write itself out through March 1st, as Venus does her last lap along these degrees that she's been covering and recovering since about the middle of December. So I think it was, I think it was December 19th to be exact, or somewhere around there where she went retrograde initially. So if you're like, oh my God, that's right around when this started happening, just know the resolution to that or whatever leads to the next steps is just around the corner. You made it. Good job. I could I could go for that. I am gonna just mark my calendar and buy cake and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Have some cake and eat it too, for sure. You earned it. And Venus loves indulgence, so that's a great way to celebrate it. Um, and then the very next day is the sun square Uranus, which is something that the sun does, right? The sun goes around for you know the whole year, it's gonna lap everybody and interact with everybody. And I kind of like that. I call it the review. And so with the square, the sun a while ago sent a trying to Uranus saying, hey, change is good. Let's let's do some good aligned change right now and make it easy. And now it's like, hey, let's make sure that change stays good. How's that change going? What are you doing? Um, in my skit, it's you know, just make sure you're keeping your yourself responsible for what's going on. So as things are changing around you. 
I encourage you to um, like, just check in and say, Hey, that changed. And, and that's enough that you can do just being a witness to the fact that something is changing rather than internalizing it. But it's also noticing because the sun shines lights on things. You're going to notice that things are changing. And again, Uranus doesn't really try to be personal. It's, a, it's an intrapersonal planet. So it's about societies changing. And how do you as an individual feel about that? Where do you stand on the changes that are happening? Things that are changing may encourage you to figure out where you stand through conflict or through opportunities. So I always like to call back to you, if you've ever seen Evan Almighty, where God Morgan Freeman as God is talking to Lauren Graham's character and saying, you know, if a mother prayed to God for her family to become closer, do you think God just automatically makes the family closer or does God present opportunities for the family to grow close in a way that will last? So when I say it could happen through challenge or opportunity, they're the same thing. It's just, if you see something that feels challenging, try to see how it is an opportunity for something that you are looking for as far as changes go for a change that you do want. And if, if you're wondering like, where do I stand? How do I support what I stand for? I'm actually going to be talking about this in the new moon too. put your energy into that, which you want to see more of put your energy into the cup that you want to fill, take your energy out of the cup that you would like to not see more filled. So rather than railing against this thing that bothers you, find the opposite that you actually can support, put your energy in that so that it can flourish. And that is a great tangible way to, um, to navigate change in a way Mm -hmm. that's not going to infuriate you with resistance. Yeah. And that will lead us into a brand new cycle with a new moon in Aquarius, which is going to take place for me. It's going to be February 1st at 1244 AM for Emily and the folks on the West coast. It's actually still going to be January. (laughs) So I always find that really interesting that for that moment, we're going to be in two different days, which happens across the world. But for you and me, it's a little bit more of a personal connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Krista and I live almost on the exact same like longitudinal line across the country. It like like literally like directly across. It's very crazy. Yeah. We um, bookend the country. Yeah. Which is just it's a massive trip in yeah. that space. I am so ready for Venus retrograde to be over. Like I just yeah. am stuck on that still because it has been exhausting for everybody and I hope mm-hmm. that all of you guys listening or watching this had the um like context and energy to understand what was going on. And I hope that gave you some clarity, even though I know it's been incredibly challenging Mm -hmm. for everybody's relationships. And again, all relationships, we're talking not just romantic um, relationships with your kids, with your parents, with your friends, with your coworkers, like relationships in general have been really put through it. Truly, because this retrograde, like normally a retrograde will signal possible endings of things, you know, this dissolving of something, Mm -hmm. but this retrograde actually began with Venus conjunct Pluto. Pluto is again, the planet of the underworld and is the, the planet of sort of death and rebirth processes. So the fact that this has been punctuated with that, you know, is this healthy or is this toxic kind of feeling throughout at around the same degree, the United States's Pluto return degree is 2733 Capricorn. Pluto has been at 26 this whole time. So it's not too far off. So it's still, you know, in that place where we're asserting our values at the same time. Yes, your relationships may have been coming up, but also figuring out where you stand, how much you can love yourself 
and mm-hmm. becoming a new person that you really want to see yourself be rising from your own ashes in a sense, preparing yeah. yourself for this new world that is about to form around us, especially if you live in the United States. That's, that's a moment and that's something to be recognized. And, and you made it through that process. Huzzah. Like you, you've actually already survived that personal part of it. Now it's you as a player in this bigger picture that you get to step into over the next month. And the cycle of that, we could say, um, partially begins on another personal level with the new moon. Because the mm-hmm. new moon, the moon is super personal. The new, the moon represents the people, but it also represents you, your body, your emotions, your, your sense of safety, your personal state of being. So a new moon, that's why we manifest because we realize that just like your cells rebuild themselves and refresh themselves every so many months to years, this is your refresh for the month. Yeah. In Aquarius, it's your refresh until it's new in Aquarius again, which will be a year from now. So at any given time, you have 12 cycles in process for every new moon of the year. And that's a really cool thing to, to be aware of. This is beginning a new Aquarius moon cycle. So wherever Aquarius is in your chart, and I will have the horoscopes posted for your rising sign, which will take into account where Aquarius is in your chart. So don't worry about that. This is going to be beginning a cycle in that area of your life that will unfold And you have plenty of time because you have 12 months and you'll know in about six months, roughly how it's going when we have the full moon in Aquarius. And isn't it great that your life is such an amazing story that truly just does go in that circle, like, like a story from a book. I'm just, I love it. It's especially fun if you can track it in that way too, and be like, oh, okay. So this new moon is like relating back to, or this full moon is relating back to what this new moon did for me, you know, six Mm -hmm. months previously. And if you have that consciousness, I think it really helps. Um, but on that note, what are some like general themes for this new moon that you are picking up on astrologically? I have ideas around it, like from what I'm channeling, but I'd love to hear what the chart has to say. Yeah. So I'm going to go into the astrological, astrological details of the new moon, like in more in depth in my overview for February. So for this Mm -hmm. one, I'll stick to the themes. So what people can do with it. If you want to learn more about the details of astrology, that's what the February overview will be for. Um, but with this one, just really briefly, we do have um, Mars is now in Capricorn, which is notable because Mars is exalted in Capricorn, which is to say that Mars is really appreciated for being Mars in Capricorn. Like Capricorn throws a party when Mars shows up. It's not Mars's house, but they like it when he shows there, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah. Mars is also trying Uranus at this point and conjunct Venus. Mars and Venus are going to be traveling together for a while. And um they each would have feelings about that. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, that's, uh, interesting. Yeah. So there's two, we are not the best travel buddies. That's well, not who I would put together. Yeah. Maybe. So imagining like if we put them to characters, let's look at the mythology, Aries and Aphrodite who actually did get together, get together a lot in, uh, in mythology. It's a power couple. And truly it's a power couple. A so temporary power couple though. Like one yeah, that is well, like equal parts volatile to, yes. uh, you know, like if they were like a celebrity couple, it would definitely mm-hmm. be the couple that everyone knows everything they're doing mm-hmm. down to the fact that they openly publicly fought at a cafe. Like it yes. would be that level of energy. Very accurate. Yeah. So you have power and ambition with passion. And when they combine, it's not always the most measured of energies, but the good news is it does start out in Capricorn. So it's sort of standing in your power. It's the general at the front with the confidence of victory ahead of him. 
that yeah. kind of thing. And the, the passion and the drive of knowing that what you're fighting for is a just cause. So that's one way to take the energy for a good, um, a good way to apply it for mm-hmm. over this next period of time. I think it's actually throughout on, into March that they hang out together. So I would recommend if you want to take this, take advantage of the energy to really throw yourself into doing the nitty gritty work that sets yourself up for success in your passion. So if you're writing a book, get your outlining done. It's not the most, if it's not the most fun part of the process for you, this is a time where you will have the energy to do the foundational work to set up the fun of the process later. And you'll actually be a little bit more interested in doing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's a recommendation just for that. That is present during this new moon. So again, we're looking at new changes that are coming up and kind of giving ourselves this new lease and new, new vision for the future. Aquarius with the new moon, a vision with a futuristic, idealistic kind of view. And um, let me look at my other notes here really quickly. So, Mm -hmm. so we are again, working towards change and we are kind of deciding where the world around us fits our personal values. So this is another opportunity to say, I support this. So I'm going to put my energy into this and I'm going to ignore the thing over here that doesn't deserve my energy, that drains me when I give it energy. So put your energy into the things that sustain you, that make you feel like you're thriving, that you are passionate about. And learning where and when to bend the rules for a good reason, like this is um, probably neutral to chaotic good is what I would call it, right? So so all of my uh, Dungeons and Dragons friends out there, you kind of get what I'm saying with this. Um, it's, it's a good time to understand where the rules are meant to be followed and where mm-hmm. there's a little bit of wiggle room. If you're like me and you follow the rules to a T all the time, this is a time where you're like, I know the rules well enough to know where I'm allowed to step into that gray area a little bit without hurting anybody else and all that stuff. But just knowing like, this is where I want to go. This is the new thing I want to try. I want to break some of my own rules for a while and see what I can do. Uh, It reminds me of the song in Encanto, the what else can I do that Isabella sings when she Mm -hmm. makes the cactus. And that's not too spoilery. I recommend watching Encanto. Um, But yeah, (laughs) it's figuring out what you can do that's in line with your talents and your passions, but is taking it to a next level and, and, you know, taking it to the edge a little bit and seeing how far you can go. So I think that's really helpful. The affirmation I have for this moon is I have the tools I need to make positive change. And if you're looking for a way to uh, apply this energy, I suggest reviewing your ideals. Like when you look around and you, you state an opinion, do you believe it? Does it still stick with you? Is it founded on something that you believe or is it founded on something that someone else gave you and you've just gone along with it this whole time? And if you have, do you agree with it or do you have a different opinion? It doesn't mean you, you need to start a fight or rebel against a person, but you can change your mind and you can give yourself permission to do that. Um, so I encourage people to look into the causes that mean something to you and take action where you have the influence and the ability to take action. Again, putting your energy into the things that you want to see more of. Yeah. Yep. And then just a few days later, Mercury will go direct too until, uh, and the Mercury will be in post shadow until February 24th. So all of the glitchy things that you've been having to really work on and rework and revisit over this last period of time will start to figure itself out between 
uh, February 3rd and the 24th. Nice. That's good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, when I tune into the energy <laughs> of the moon, uh, new moons, of course, are for manifesting. So you want to definitely be focusing on doing some manifesting work as well. Um, the whole thing that I heard pretty much immediately is just like, have magical experiences. Like whatever mm-hmm. that means to you, literally engineer your own magical experience. It feels like it'll be compounded upon by the universe, by your guides, by the energy of the moon, of course, to make it even more magical. But if it's just like, even if your magical experience is just like getting to sit down and journal for an hour, like that's totally fine, but something that feels magical and tangible to you as an experience. So mm-hmm. I would probably go less of the, like sit there and meditate or even do a guided meditation space. Those can be very magical experiences, but it feels very related to this world because I think it yeah. is that stark re-examining of our ideals and what you actually want to manifest as something that you're passionate about into this reality going forward, especially over the course of the next month. Yeah. And I can support that with some evidence in the chart where we do actually have this, um, the full, the, sorry, the new moon is conjunct Saturn, which is saying, Hey, all of these ideals you have and these ideas and these almost not necessarily fantasies, but these manifestations and dreams that you have, Mm -hmm. give them something physical, anchor them, start taking steps, give yourself a structure again, outline the process. So journaling is a great idea for saying, this is what I want. And this is how I see it happening. And this is how I can believe that it can be real. And I really think that's a great idea. I would take that one step further too. If, if you can, if you feel connected to it, I would do a card pull that tells you like the base outline for the steps and then journal to get the details. Mm -hmm. Um, Because leaving it a little bit up to like asking the question and letting that energy come and move through you feels really, really good. Yeah. Um, really, really good. So I would start by doing a poll of like three steps or five steps to get you from point A to point B. If you know where you want to go, how to get there. And then Mm -hmm. use that as a framework to then like, how else can I do that? What inspires me to get there in this life? I would also just though assess though, don't just pick a point that you want to go pick something you want to do kind of based on who you used to be. I would say the step one of that is to sit there and actually figure out what you want now, because that has changed. And many people are still in the autopilot of this is what I've always wanted. Do you still? Because you're (laughs) a very different person. Yeah. Well, and the world's different, you know, we're all emerging from a a period of holding our breath. And now it's like, (laughs) I don't know why the image in my head is in Wally where the ship lands on earth again and everybody comes out and it's like, okay, now what do we do? Because Mm -hmm. we spent so much time in this container But now we have this whole world that we get to remake and rebuild and recultivate. What do you want that to look like? And uh, I think that's a very astute observation of the energy because again, Aquarius is the ruler of the 11th house, which is like wishes and friends, but like long-term goals, Mm -hmm. long-term things, manifestations, you know, what I want, the world I want to build you know, the change you want to see in the world, becoming the hero that you need, all of that stuff. So envision your ideal world and start working towards that and imagining that, yeah, you actually can have that. It's a rational desire. Mm -hmm. It would be, if you're a very crafty person, I'm not, I'm artistic, but I'm not crafty. Um, I can be, I guess, but I just don't have enough attention to detail. My attention to detail, Mm -hmm. if we're like weighing it on, it's the bottom of the bottom. (laughs) I don't have it. Um, I remember we used to have to take this like personality kind of assessment thing in, Mm. in when I was an HR manager, it was really cool. It was called insights and they like gave you different colors for like, um, 
attention to detail and kindness and compassion and all these like key personality traits. And they essentially wrote you a book about yourself, which is super cool. I still have it. And it was very insightful, Mm -hmm. but um, it was like all of my red and yellow and green were all like high up here and pretty much equal. And then my blue, which was my attention to detail was like way at the (laughs) fuck. The graph doesn't exist. Anyway, if you're really a really crafty person, this is a great time to make like a vision board or a vision jar for the world. I, mm-hmm. for like your world not necessarily just I want this career or I want to reach this goal like those can be part of it but I would take it very big view like yeah. very very large like what does it actually feel like in the ideal state world you want to live in yeah. that is a th- this moon is perfect for that yeah and as an example one of the things I'm doing is I'm taking a, an old mud room in our house and I'm turning it into my little apothecary where I can make my own candles and my own incense and use that for my um, talismans, creating mm-hmm. talismans, working with talismans, doing my devotional things in the mornings, all of those things. It's going to be my magical space and I'm creating a physical space for it and I'm making it pretty because the reason I, I think it's important to make a space pretty is because if the space feels like the place where the person gets the thing done. Mm-hmm. then you become the person who gets the thing done because it's your space. Yeah. So it's really important to give yourself the space and to, you know, set yourself up with reminders in your environment that remind mm-hmm. you that you are that person who accomplishes these things. And those are steps to surrounding yourself and living as though it's already happened. Excuse me, living as though it's already happened, which was something I used to get stuck on in manifesting, like live as though you already have it. What? But it's really about living your life. Like this is my apothecary, even though I still have to paint it. And even though I want to get a new countertop and even though this, I'm going to start doing apothecary things in it because this is my room and I've set it up for that. And I'll, I'll, the rest will come because I've used it. And now the room and the energy knows, Oh, we need a countertop and it'll come. And I know Mm -hmm. it will. So it's happened before and it's going to happen again. (laughs) It can also be really helpful. And I always give this tip when talking about manifesting, talk about your manifestations, present tense with a deadline. Mm-hmm. because if you talk about it present tense and it's not there, then you feel like you're lying to yourself and then you get caught up in that whole thing of like, it's hard to claim the energy, but if it's present tense with a deadline that's in the future, not only does that set a date in which it needs to be done by, which is manifesting the date itself, actually being an end point, mm-hmm. but it also gives you the ability to be telling yourself the truth. So for example, like I own a new home by the end of 2022. Yeah. Like I don't presently own one, but I will, but I'm not talking about it in future state. I'm talking about it because I do. It's just not this version of me yet. Yeah. I also like the, um, when you're manifesting something, instead of putting a cap on what God and the universe can bring you saying, I want this or better Mm -hmm. because you don't know how much you deserve. You're going to sell yourself short. (laughs) So I want this or better. And then you automatically take the pressure off of it being that exact thing. And you're able to say, Oh my God, that's the, or better thing. I never could have imagined, you know, like Emily and I with the forgotten storytellers or with this podcast, we know we knew we wanted to do something together, but it is more than we could have imagined as far as fun and fulfillment. And you all who are listening and watching and Mm -hmm. gosh, you make my life like my whole life, not just today or tomorrow, like all of it. Yeah you brighten everything up for us and we will continue to show up for you because this is so well aligned more than we ever could have expected. You can have that too with whatever is perfect for you. And we are so grateful that you're a part of this process with us. So by the way, thank you. Yeah. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. We were just talking about that (laughs) this morning of just like, uh, how overwhelmed we are with the, and or better that Mm -hmm. we manifested and, um, 
yeah, how grateful we are to how be able grateful. to be in this place. Yeah. Also, there's just, I want to, for some reason, this seems super important for me to like tell everybody that's listening. Hmm. Travel seems to just be a theme for the later half of this year. <laughs> and like, I we talked about that. it on a personal yeah. level between Krista and I, like that's definitely a theme for us. But like, when I look at the energy, it's like everyone can move again mm-hmm. and it feels cool because it's not just travel for like, I want to go blow off steam and have fun. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like important, intentional travel that ends up being like for reasons. (laughs) You know what it feels like? It feels Mm. like each and every one of us is carrying like almost a ley line. And as we travel, we're connecting the world again. And like, it's an operating board and we are putting the connections back online by putting our energy in different places. Yeah. And it's going to have like deeper meaning. Yes. And I want to say, because it is supposed to happen, one, I believe it will be able to happen responsibly and safely. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm not encouraging anybody to force anything to happen in an no. irresponsible or unsafe way. 100%. No. I think it is going to happen in an aligned way and that the, the travel opportunities will come up for people who are supposed to go somewhere because their energy helps to anchor in something that needs to be there. And then we will crisscross the, the, you know, collective or whatever you want to call it with a revitalizing, a revitalizing net of newness. That's going to help set things up and rebuild the foundations of our energies. Yeah. All of that is to say, if you have been manifesting travel, but you feel like it's intangible right now, it feels like it's going to become tangible by the end of the year. So just keep that in mind and don't tell yourself short, I think is the moral of that story. But again, in a very safe an aligned way. I don't think it's anything that will cause harm to others at all. Exactly. I don't think anything well-intentioned and aligned ever directly causes harm to other people and no. indirectly no. either, but you know, I just, yeah. I think that's really important to keep, keep an awareness up. Yeah. Um, also this is our last episode of the month. I know bookend. I know. Let's bookend it. We have fun stuff. Yeah. How was I your- actually read I read two month. books this month. I'm so proud of myself. Two fiction books. I'm always reading like astrology books and things like that. But yeah. this month I finally finished The Other Side of the Sky, um, which is by Amy Kaufman and another author. It was a fun world to experience, mm-hmm. but it it only really captured my attention in the last, like when in the, the third act of the book. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed the world, but it felt a little bit more um, young adult than where I wanted it to be which Mm -hmm. is fine. I think that's where it was supposed to be. So for what it's accomplishing, I think it's great. The second half of the duology is out now for anybody who's reading it, enjoying it and um, putting it out there. I wouldn't say it's necessarily high vibe, but it does challenge certain norms and get Mm -hmm. you thinking. So I do like that about it. Um, And then of course, because Emily had such raving reviews about it, I did read um, House on the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune, TK Klune, TJ TJ. TJ Klune. Yeah. And I lived in that vibe every day while I was listening to the audiobook. Not necessarily in the storyline of it, but in the the possibilities that it allowed you to believe in. Yeah. That are so achievable in our culture. Like we're on the cusp of being able to create a culture where the things that he was able to normalize by creating a different conflict can be normalized in our culture too. And I'm looking forward to that. And it just made me believe and feel what it's going to feel like once those things are integrated appropriately the way they deserve to be. So excited. Right. And you just love all of the characters so much. Oh, they're so, they're such, right. everyone's a cinnamon roll. 
everyone's a cinnamon roll it's I have just, the softest spot for Chauncey it's like a problem oh my gosh the voice <laughs> actor for this by the way if you're interested did an amazing job Chauncey had a voice that at first I was just like oh that's it was like secondhand embarrassment but I got used to it because yeah. all the other voices were amazing and then after a while I was like but this guy can do all of these voices and yeah. that's pretty darn cool uh but yeah, yeah. Chauncey is precious yeah yeah so I'm so glad you read it. I'm so yeah, glad you read I, it. I'm so glad you recommended it. Yeah. yeah. That is definitely one of my top five, probably favorites ever, just because mm-hmm. it is, it, it's high vibration the whole time. It's comfortable the whole time. There's no, yeah. no point you ever feel discomfort. Like, oh no, what's going to happen? You do, there's stakes, but it's not, it's not uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just it's nice. Reasonable. Yeah. Like even, even the main character, when he stands up for things, does it in a way that we can all relate to and does it mm-hmm. in a way that you actually could in your daily life stand up for something this way yeah and it's, and it's beautiful it's a fantasy without swords and knives and yeah. magic wielding it's it's very fuzzy fantasy mm-hmm. it gives you it gives you fuzzies and i love it i think it's a magical realism is yeah. the category it falls into which is mm-hmm. really really well done just yeah. so well done everybody feels like a person which yeah. is the goal like yeah. I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> we picked you up when you threw down. Everybody too, mm-hmm. which is just really it's yeah. amazing. Especially considering that most of the people in the book aren't actually humans. So we're just yeah. gonna start there. And everyone feels like a person. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you read it. I could not be more excited. So what did you read this month? So um I a couple things. So I finished the seven deadly shadows that I was reading last yes. month. And it was fine. (laughs) It was fine. If you really want to learn about Shintoism and actually have a depth of understanding of a lot of the different like mythical creatures and um, gods and different deity-esque systems that exist within the Shinto religion, I highly recommend it. I genuinely Mm do. I have a much better grasp on the mythology of Shintoism and different beings I've channeled that I didn't realize were actually like, oh, these come forward in mythology because that happens a lot with me where I'm like this being just looks like this I don't know where they're from and then I channel you know I'll read something or I'll learn something and be like oh never mind this came from this part of the world like they were incarnated on planet during this time so lots about like shinigamis and um yokai and kitsune and just like really interesting beautiful mythology also if it's really intriguing if you are an anime fan or Mm -hmm. a manga fan um all of that is written for a Japanese audience, right? So you pick up culture clues through like secondhand understanding and viewing. This is like an anime, but written by Japanese people for an American audience. So it's a lot of teaching about the Japanese culture that comes in, which is, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. It was predictable and it was very YA and that kind of thing. So the story itself wasn't great, but like, I liked that part of it. So that part was pretty fun. Um, I also finished reading um, Agrippina, which was one of the huge books I was doing research for um, writing La Costa, and I finally finished it. I highly recommend if you, I don't usually read a lot of nonfiction, but it reads like a fiction book. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah. It reads like a fiction book. It is very much a story. It's a story of the one of the most incredible women that has ever walked on planet that doesn't get nearly enough fucking credit for all of the stuff that she did. She was the pretty much the only empress of Rome that ever actually had power um, ever. And it's, it's really mind-bendingly cool 
what she did. So I highly recommend it. It's written very high vibe, even though ancient Rome is not high vibe. (laughs) The book is very high vibe. And of course, for me, I it's annotated like to the ends of the earth. So this is really funny when you're talking about like structuring things. Like I'm currently, Mm -hmm. I have this like 17 page spreadsheet that I'm entering, like all of the 15 different books I've read to do research on historical fiction that I'm writing historical fantasy. It's like getting plugged into like this spreadsheet. So that's literally what I'm doing. Um, because I've read a lot of books about that at this point in time. Yeah. Well, historical, awesome fantasy, historical fantasy is a whole other beast. It is. It's like, I've written a lot of fantasy. I've written nonfiction. I've ghost written various different states of romance, etc. Um, Historical fantasy is an entirely different beast. Like the processes yeah. are always kind of the same, but the amount you need to know is there it's also interesting to have to put together a timeline that is not your events mm-hmm. it's events that actually did happen and then build your events like intertwining with them which is just yeah. very it's it's a whole trip um <clears throat> and then also read two manga <laughs> so i read the hey. kuma kuma bear manga it was really fun it's really cute um i've just basically been on the like i need everything to feel light and fluffy kick so it does <laughs> which is great and then I finished, or I'm just about to finish, but I can pretty much talk to it because it's like in the next two days I'll be done, is um, I hate the title and I'm just going to start there. I hate it. I do not know why this is a trend. It makes me so um, pukey, oh. <laughs> but it's called, it's called a fate of wrath and flame. Why the fuck oh. is that a trend? Why is that the, a trend? The something of and something uh-huh. trend. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. Everything is named something of and something which I don't understand yeah. because like it calls to mind obviously a court of mis- like a court of uh what's what? Th- thorns, and Rose, roses. thorns and roses yeah it, that whole series like the, Mist and that's what it that's Frost what it's going to connect back yeah. to so like yeah. why give other people like her the credit for your work because yeah. people's minds are going to go to that series you know what I mean yeah. I just don't I get, like that. I get comps which is like, oh, totally. it's like, it's going to be like that. And a lot of them are like, I think we definitely found our next, not to, to compare it as far as quality, but like the next um, binge read kind of thing, like Twilight was, and then, you know, Harry Potter before that and Hunger Games and all those things where yeah. everybody's going to try to ride that wave, which is cool. I like a fairy story just as much as anybody, but I've noticed for the last year, it's been bugging me. It's like when I was um, thinking about titles for Tear Down the Stars, which is the title mm-hmm. of my working fiction right now. I was like, I, it's not going to be something and something for uh-huh. sure. <laughs> same, same, right? I'm like, no, hard yeah. no. Like the color of fear. Nope. Tear down the skies. I forgot my own title, but yeah. <laughs> down the stars, oh, the skies. Yeah. That's really cool. But yeah, so I hate the title. I almost didn't read it, but I kept feeling pulled to it. And then I was like, okay, yeah. fine. I haven't read a fantasy I've been like super into in a while. Yeah. So I guess I'll read that. I'm super into it. It's really awesome. It's nothing like a court of thorns and roses. So like, I really hate the comparison. I guess there's, I mean, there's magic and immortals and that kind of energy, but it's not, you start by following a jewel thief in present day, New York that gets sent into another world. Like that is very fucking different. Yeah. And what's the title again? (laughs) It's called a fate of wrath and uh, flame. A fate of wrath wrath and flame. flame. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fate Um, of wrath and flame. And basically she's pulled into this other world where she doesn't remember anything. Um, from this person's life that she's now in and that person had just killed the king and queen so she has to like navigate how to live amongst people and get out of jail essentially when she's done nothing wrong and like it's really really interesting it's mm-hmm. very re- well written um, it's pretty high vibe because they definitely are using a lot of like 
um, societal issues and things like that um, and bringing those up in a fantasy space, which I appreciate. Um, also, the world building is immaculate. There is so much world. Basically, the whole book is world building, which I actually yeah. really like. Um, and this whole book is world building because she's discovering the world the whole time. So I, I don't know. I highly recommend it. It's going to be a duology. The second book doesn't come out till July. So just keep that in mind. But I really like it. It's been really fun escapism. And I think it's pretty high vibe so far. I, so. Yeah, we need more escapism ones. Like when you're reading a book and you're only looking at the words, that's a funny thing to me. I, I prefer when I finally start like living in the world, which yeah. I've been looking yeah. for a lot lately. Yeah. So it's a very live in the world. It's a Yay. live in the world space, which is nice because I've like parallelly been reading about like horrific murders in ancient Rome. <laughs> like, like a yeah. Space, which let me that. tell you, horrible. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's, those are my bookends. Um, I've also been like re-upping watching a bunch of anime this month, which I've like, kind of been avoiding because again, I want only like light and fluffy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this month I've been like going back into, again, escapism of those. So that's been kind of fun. I love that. Yeah. Well, guys, <sighs> thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Um, share with us under our YouTube, like comment on the YouTube video, what you guys are reading and if you're liking it and if you think it's high vibe, because we definitely mm-hmm. are always looking for those recommendations. Um, also, I just want to announce at this time, the current cohort of the Forgotten Storytellers is closed. We filled it. We overfilled it slightly, but we <laughs> filled it. Um, and we're really excited about it. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted pitches. If you haven't heard back from us yet about your pitch, you will. Um, and that's just basically to say, like, we will, we are having another cohort at some point too. So um, yep. this summer we start a next cohort. So if you have a story idea and you want to kind of if you're thinking about it and you do want to pitch us, you can still do that. It just will get back to you, you know, closer to summer in that space of the next mm-hmm. cohort. Yeah. Uh, but thank you all for sharing your wonderful ideas with us. We really had fun. Yeah. I mean, all. definitely keep them coming because again, we need more stories out there, obviously. Yeah. And yours could be one of them. We believe it probably is. If you're hearing this and feeling aligned and you feel that push of like, I need to do something this is something that you can do if it feels right. So we are yeah. honored to be a part of that process. And we look forward to hearing all these story ideas because, wow, <laughs> we have such a good time. It's so much fun. It's oh like, my gosh. It's, it's so much fun. So yeah, yeah. on your ideas, let them cook <laughs> and they will come up. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We genuinely, genuinely appreciate your support. Yes. Um, and we wish you the best as you navigate this new moon and we'll see you next week. So. Go Go make make some some magic. magic.